No, I'll be cool with that. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I know Joe does that shit too. And I don't want people to think you like I, I, I want to just start though. He just does it just to be formal. Like you can tell you don't want to do that because they have pre-production meetings. Everyone has pre-production meetings. Yeah. Anyone? I thought the pre-production be really. The- mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Dog, you've been going out, out. Like you've been, you've been in these streets. Okay. Yeah, you've been going out, out, man. What, what, Are you like, serious? Like, I, bro, I, I've been, I've been quarantining, nigga. Like, bro, like, oh, what's it oh, like oh, outside? Oh no, no. First of all, that's it's cat. I'm gonna tell you. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what I do. Yeah. I look like a creep in the corner at these at these spots. Mm-hmm. Like, I legit look like a creep in the corner. Spots like I stay far away. Like we, we went out the other day, and actually it was a decent setup. You know what I'm saying? Like it was on the rooftop. It was literally like four groups of people there. It was my little group, and then they had it sectioned off like with the plexiglass, and, mm-hmm. and they had like in the corner. So I, I felt comfortable. Like I didn't have to walk past people. Like yeah, in my area. But that was the first time like I was aside from like the studio and all that. Like I was out now. You know what I'm saying? So. I mean, it was cool. It was, it was nice. It was fun getting out. It was a nice day. Had some friends here from out of town. So, yeah, yeah, man. Fuck that shit. I'm about to. I'm about to start by going out, bro. I, I've I've really been quarantining, bro. Like for like, I would. The biggest risk I take is the gym, but I only fuck with the gym because when it first opened back up, I went to just see what the measures was like, like what they was mm-hmm. doing, and they're not playing, bro. Like you know, of course, temperature at the door, sign waiver. Mm-hmm. Um, they've marked off every third machine. So you can't mm. use it to keep the okay. social distance thing. They require a mask at all times. And they actually have some people that they, on their t-shirt, it says health monitor. And they go around and they'll tell you like, hey, put your mask over your nose. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they actually monitor the shit, make sure everybody doing what they do. The locker rooms are open, but they locked off the lockers. So you ain't got people of just course. jump next to each other. So uh, that's what made me more comfortable. Like, yeah, that, but that's the only risk I take, man. But I had to, bro, I lost, I lost like 20 pounds. Really? Because I wasn't working out. Yeah, because I'm one of those dudes. Like when I don't work out, bro, I don't get big. I deflate. So really? I, yeah, bro, I dropped down to 160, and uh, I'm back up to 180. I'm trying you to get to 160, 190. bro. I was 160 when we played football. I was, I was uh I was starting to gain it back then. I was like 165 when we played. So wait, football. what was what was your plan weight in college? In college, pff, I like, want to say 155, 160. Really? Yeah, I was I was tiny, bro, but I could fly though. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know, when you come in and you're smaller, they first thing they're trying to do is like, all right, you gotta add twenty pounds. Oh, I mean, yeah, but the thing is, like, I worked out like a monster, and like, I used to work out with our big man because, like, I've always been strong, and you know, okay. like, you know, I played football and shit. Like, I, I always I played track, like, so I've right. always been an athlete, but I, I'm naturally strong. So I would work out with the bigs. I would lift heavy weight. Uh, yeah. Uh, at one point, uh, well, I'm, I'm back there now, but like even back then, I was benching like 300. So for my size, I had strength, but I was never like I was always fast. So I mean, mm-hmm. I felt like if I can get around you, you know. But I, I, I like I said, I went to debut my first year, and like mm-hmm. I got pushed around a lot in the first few weeks. So like, yeah. So. Before college, I was I was the 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 shorter dude that could jump, but okay. in college, 
I, I realized I bounced around like a ping pong ball once I was in the air. Yeah. And I stopped mm -hmm. attacking. Like I, I was strictly jump shots at that point. Like I didn't mm -hmm. want no smoke with them big Negroes down there. So like yeah. <laughs> if no, I, I was down there, it was the dish. Yeah. So I ain't spent a lot of time at, at the rim. Uh, but it, it helped me on defense. I, I had some, some I, and that's where I, I used to have a hard time. Screens. Really? I, I was. I would. I mean, I'd fight through it. Don't get me wrong. But mm -hmm. you get hit, hit by a big forward, bro. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I was dirty. Me. I was dirty. I elbow niggas. Yeah. Don't scream me like I'm a, like especially like seven footers. Like scream me, bro. I'm gonna put a fucking Charlie horse in your thigh. Like I'm, I'm definitely dead. elbowing the thigh. Lighten the thigh, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah. That, uh, just, I mean, just little tricks I used to do to make the guards uncomfortable. You know, get low. Yeah. A lot, you know, people. You find out who's really comfortable with that ball in their hands too. Yeah, you, know, you do. Ball, yeah, you really do. You really do. That's that's why uh, I love I love Lowe in college because uh, he played defense like me, but he was bigger. But he was still capable of. He would guard me for a couple. But the thing is, like, Lowe would scratch me the fuck up, bro. Like, I believe practice. I have whips everywhere. I'm like, man, it's fouling no, 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 no. Lowe is very good at what he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Low will foul you, bro. Nah, no let him tell you. Yeah. Low will foul you, bro. The thing yeah. that's crazy is I hate fouling ass people, but he also played great defense. He moved his feet. He sat down and moved his feet. So yeah. I respected him a lot. Like he found a he found a, a healthy little balance. Yeah. He's a smart player too. Yeah. I always thought Lawrence was a really, really smart player. Yeah, yeah. I mean just the fact that he adjusted from big man to point guard. From high school yeah. to college, like that—that that was pretty impressive. I've never heard of that. You heard yeah, other way, but I never heard that way. Yeah. yeah, man. I guess I can introduce this shit. Do we introduce it? Yeah, man. What up, everybody, man? Welcome to ADHD the podcast. You know what it is, eh? yeah. uh, <laughs> We back episode eleven, man. It's your host uh, Tremel James. We're here with my co-host Sonny Trill. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? ADHD podcast. You know, bringing that good content. You know. Yeah, yeah, man. Second episode on the pie. You know, we're going we to try to uh, be more consistent. We was really, like, honestly, like, kind of taking it light with uh, COVID and everything. But yeah, I think right now. there's just so much shit going on, bro. I don't think – I think just if, even being here now is so – you know, like, I think people understand, bro. Like, I don't – you know. Yeah. But I'm going to try to – well – we're gonna try to like just just be consistent, man. Fight through yeah. it, man. It is what it is. Like, yeah. fuck it. I mean, I'm still working. Uh, exactly. No, it's like, <laughs> like I said, I'm still I'm still getting stuff done. But it's just you know, mm -hmm. we'll get through it, man. I ain't worried about it. Yeah, man. What's been new with you lately, man? Oh, What's been man. going on with Sunny Trill, the person and and the uh, oh, the sensation? Yeah, person. <laughs> uh, you know, just a lot of music. Um, writing for a lot of a lot of people, working with different artists. Uh, I actually got a show. I actually got two shows coming up. I got a live show on Thursday I got to do. And then I actually got booked for like a quarantine style show October 17th for 6D Entertainment. So I'm excited about that. It's my first time performing since I got hurt. So let me let me pause you there. How can you explain to me how these things are going to happen? Like, have they given you details? Um, so the IG live is just me in the studio and I'm literally just performing my songs in the studio. Um, mm -hmm. The virtual show will be me uh, at a facility, basically just performing, and they're gonna broadcast it on a mm. on a live stream. So, because I've been trying to figure that. Like, a couple people in the audience, like that, work for Six D, like for sure. You know, what is Six D? Uh, Six D Entertainment is a uh, 
an entertainment company that kind of helps like local artists. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually got a radio show. Um, they just started three weeks ago, 6B uh, Radio. Shout um, out so to Candace. Candace and them. Um, they, they're doing a lot right now. But um, yeah, so uh, they hit me up, reached out to me like last week and asked me to uh, perform. So like, so I'm excited, man. I, I ain't been on the stage in a while, so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if, if they got a link or something, send it to me, man. I'll put it oh, in the pod description. Yeah, I actually think the, I think we're gonna do tickets, but it's gonna be like, maybe like five bucks or something like that. Hmm. But um, I think they go on sale tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. So I'll keep y'all in tune with that though. But yeah, let me know, man. Kind of stay busy, bro. You know, I, you know, creatives. You know, it's hard to get out. You know what I'm saying? Because of quarantine. But I definitely been staying consistent and getting a lot of work in. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we gonna we creators create right. So for sure, for sure, for sure. You know? I was asking, bro, because I'm trying to figure it out. Like as a as a comedian, <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. Like because. I've seen comedians have been doing online shit, and I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. That shit is awkward looking. Like, and I hate, I hate corny shit. Like, first of all, I'm not a, I'm not a sketch comedian. I'm not gonna shit on those guys because I do think there's an art to it, and I think mm-hmm. there's a talent that I don't possess. But also, it's it's not my style. It's not what I do. I don't do skits. I don't do the online talking to the phone about. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah, I need a, I need a crowd. I need people, bro. I need to talk to motherfuckers. I need to relate to them. I need to feel a vibe. Yeah. So with that being said, ain't that shit. (laughs) (laughs) I I honestly think, bro. Like, I really feel like a lot of this happened for a reason. I think just the way the world just moves fast, and, and everybody's got so much going on. Like, we needed this this break. We needed to disconnect from everything and just. Take a break, man. Take a breather and come back refreshed. You know what I'm saying? Like, if anything, if you don't come out of this rested, then what? You know what did you do? You know, so I, I don't. I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. Like, if you didn't do nothing, cool. You probably needed that rest. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, so all you motherfuckers out there saying if you come out of COVID without being pretty, man, suck a dick, nigga. Like, it's not for it's not everyone's timing, bro. Like, some people need it to relax. Exactly. Some people don't understand. Like, look, it's okay to take a break. It's okay. It's okay to unplug. You know, that's cool. Mm -hmm. That's I feel like that's just being that's just as good as being productive, in my opinion. You know? Sure, it's it's you're you're totally right. It's 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 just as important as being productive. And another thing is timing. Now, I think timing should be controlled. I think mm-hmm. rest should be controlled, but like, I, I don't, I hate these, these fake motivators that make people feel like <laughs> shit because they're not like, you know what I'm saying? Staying up 23 hours a day on some fucking busy work type shit, bro. Like just because you doing shit don't mean it's like actually productive, productive. And it might not be like, what's meant for you, man. Like some people, like, like you said, like everything you said, I've been telling people that, like, I feel like this was God's way of telling some people mm-hmm. sit the fuck down. Sit the fuck down. Like I know some people, man. Like they're just finding out who they are as a human, what they like to do, uh, what their personality traits are, what triggers them, what makes them happy, what makes them sad, and especially like some of these people, man, who are so codependent on relationships. Mm-hmm. Because I do think that's an overlooked illness, mental illness, in my opinion. My opinion. Only no, my opinion. no, I agree totally. Yeah, yeah, so sometimes you need to be in love with who you are and enjoy your own company. I'm the king of solitude, and that's part of my flaw. But uh, <laughs> but I feel like everyone needs to be in tune with this. I mean, I'm anti, so I mean, man, you feel me? But I, I think a lot of people too they uh, they tend to attach who they are as a person to what they're accomplishing or what they're they're working towards, and that's that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. But nothing wrong with it. 
at all. I mean, at the end of the day, just because you're taking a break or you're taking your time with things or you don't know what you want to do next, mm-hmm. that's cool, bro. Like, it's, we, we're all just figuring this out. You know what I mean? Nobody has the exact blueprint to life. I haven't seen anybody with it yet. It's people that have been successful, but what made that person successful may not work for you. So it's, yeah. There's no right or wrong way to go about this, you know? Yeah, be true to you. Be true to you. I like. I'm pretty sure you know. Uh, actually, I don't know if you know. Actually, um, one of the things that quarantine has taught me, well, an opportunity that quarantine has brought me that I mm-hmm. love is, uh, I've been coaching. Uh, you know that you know our homeboy got the head coaching job. He asked me yes, to come sir. on as a, with his staff. Coach Gray. Shout out to Coach Gray. Um, shout out to everyone at Richards High School, man. So uh, Richards Career Academy. Sorry. Um, so and and I'm not a day one football guy, so I wasn't gonna accept it. Uh, but then I thought about it. I, I really had to think, and I was like, you know, it's not just about the X and O's of football. It's about being a positive black man mm-hmm. for some younger black black kids who may not know what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. And Gray was like, that's one of the reasons he he wanted to bring me on. So he was like, I knew you was gonna research the shit out of what you got to do to get them right, and he wanted to bring on people who really cared about the kids, man. So like I said, if it hadn't been for quarantine, I would have said no. Yeah. I would have said no off rip. Like, you know, like not in a bad way. It's just like, I don't think I'm right for that. I know it's dudes, no disrespect. I think it's dudes out there who work every day to become coaches, especially at high mm-hmm. schools. And I'm a basketball guy. I'm not a day one football guy. Uh, my playing days in football were very limited. So, um, but man, it's it's been the thing that has honestly, I'm not going to say the most, but top three, the most joy I've received in quarantine is working with oh, these absolutely. kids. Working, like, these kids are amazing, bro. Yeah. They're capable of so much and they don't even know it. And like now that they're kind of buying in and believing in us, believing in them, they they, they impress us every day. Every day I, we're out there, they impress us. You know, I, I had to, you know, I had actually uh, coached with Gray before. Uh, mm-hmm. And when I say it's probably one of the most gratifying things I've ever done. Yeah. Um, to see kids, you know, start the season, you know, with no skills or they lacked in certain areas and to see them at the end of the year and see that how much they've grown and what they learned, man, it's it's the best feeling in the world to know, hey, I, I, I helped that kid grow, you know, not just on the football field, but them as a person. You know, I had one kid. You know, he used to, you know, mouth off to his mom. He had a smart mouth. Yeah. After just working with him and just talking to him and figuring him out as a person, by the end of that season, like, he was a totally different kid. And Amazing. it was, like, the greatest feeling in the world. But, like, I, I, had a, I had a hand in that, you know? So I think what you're doing is, is highly commendable. Um, I think just knowing you as a person, you're definitely somebody that kids need to see because they don't, they don't, they don't see guys like you every day. Yeah, that was part of it. Like, I feel like most of the time, man, our mentors and our coaches are a bit older. There's a bigger generational gap. I yeah. feel so much more connected to these kids because, like, I'm 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 wiser because I've been here yeah. longer, but I'm not too far removed. But like, I mean, and I think that's what they need most of all because a lot of times, like you said, that age gap. Yeah. You know, listen to the older, older guys, but they get somebody that's young, your age, connect mm-hmm. with them. I feel like they'll buy into what you're saying more too. Because you, know? you yeah, get it. Yeah. You know, you've been in there. You totally are- get it. Yeah, you weren't in their shoes not too long ago. So for sure, for sure. I think I've always, you know, I think I've always, I always connected with my younger coaches more, just just for that same factor. Um, yeah. 
it, it's dope what you're doing, bro. I, I'm, I'm glad you, you know, quarantine has helped you with that. Cause yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Important, especially in our community, bro, just to get involved, you know. For sure, man. Especially, you know, the area these kids are in, man. I, I feel like, you know, they're, they're forgotten souls, man. So it's, it's like. Very, yeah. Yeah, just got to remind them, man, like, you kids are awesome. The fact that you're even here, you ain't got to be here. You could, be out here, you could be out here bullshitting, you could be out here slanging, you could be out here banging, you could be out here. So many other the, places you can be, bro. So many. And they, and, but you just, but you clearly, you don't know it, like, you know, consciously, but clearly you want something more. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and you're out here and you're working for something that's not paying you. Cause like I said, you, you can stand on the corner, man, slang a rock, make a it's little, a little cash. Easy, bro. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of ways to be trapped in it, especially in that environment, bro. So the fact mm-hmm. is, like I said, they come to practice. Yeah, out there, like you know, we do we do workouts, man, and they they show up. They they hitting us up, like you know, you know, asking for rides, and like even even that, it's like cool. It's like you want to be here, man. We'll find a way to get you here. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's yeah. and not just that, bro. They work. They really work. No, they really work. I've heard just from since you've been out there, they've improved. Like, ah, uh, yes. Really yes. Got, I, I, it's a great feeling though, though. Ain't yeah, it? yeah. I can't say credit for that though. Like, like Gray, Gray is he—he's a great—he's a great communicator. He's a great coach. He's a great motivator. And it's so weird because because Gray to me, man. Uh, shout out to my boy Sean Gray, man. He—he—he's such a chill personality. Yeah. He's—he's he's always. I, t- I told him, man. Like on a scale of one to ten, he always operated at level four. Yeah, but no, he, I, yeah, but for some reason he get these kids to like really buy in and and be motivated to better themselves, man. And it's crazy because he's still doing it at a four. <laughs> like he not yelling, he not cussing, he not going off. Like he just he just know how to do it, man. He know how always, to talk. He's always had a great football IQ. I think, mm. like I said, he, I mean, you know, he played football too. So I, mm. I think, like I said, he gets it. You know, and, and kids need to find somebody to connect with like that. You know, it's it's. It's amazing what you can get these kids to accomplish once you are able to like connect with them. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think Gray is really good at that. Yeah, really and, and and like I said, that's that's why I wanted to get involved because I felt like my role models were people that, uh, of course, I had older role models. I had yeah. a dad for God's sakes, you know right. what I'm saying? But uh, as far as people I wanted to be like, they were all younger, but I didn't have anyone like that close to me. Like my biggest role model was Kobe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Kobe was the big brother I never had. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I used to wish it was someone younger that could relate to me, that understood me. Are, more. are you the oldest? You you the oldest, bro? Are you? Yeah, yeah. I'm the only. I'm the only boy. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I got an older sister and a younger sister. Okay. So I've always wanted a brother. So, um, uh, Nick, uh, Lucky Lefty, he's been on the podcast a couple of times. Uh, he was like my brother growing up because he was my best friend. Uh, okay. We we went to the same schools from sixth grade up. Uh, he didn't live far from me. So like we did everything together. You didn't see Nick without seeing me, you see me without seeing Nick. So uh, that was, that was my brother, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, I I never had that, that connection of having someone of a mentor, like that I felt that I could relate to. It was just old niggas like, you know, because old niggas talking about, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was was that kid. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like the the coolest old dude I knew was my dad. You know what I'm saying? Just because, you know, my dad is a producer. So he was connected to the culture. You know what I'm saying? But even Steve, he's my dad. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, Like I said, I, I just think it's dope that you were able to find that. And like I said, I think, like I said, I know quarantine hasn't been, you know, the best for everybody, but I, I do feel like 
there's some good things that are, that are gonna come from this. Like six months to a year from now, you're gonna see a lot of changes in a lot of different people because of the time off. Yeah, I've noticed primarily, man, with all of my groups, uh, most of my friends, we, we have um, we have a lot more financial conversations now. People are really thinking outside of the box financially, and I fucking love it. I love it, bro. We, we I got a group chat I'm in for stocks. I got a group chat I'm in for real estate investing. Like, this is, these are conversations that weren't happening a year ago. No, they weren't. They weren't happening. Like, people are making serious moves out here, man. I fucking mm-hmm. love it. Like, ownership, baby. Let's take this shit off. That's what, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like I said, it's, quarantine ain't been all bad for me. Yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. happened. You know, it, it's giving me time to prepare and, and get things together and, and, and figure stuff out for myself. Like, it just hasn't been all bad. Like, you know, so I, I can't really, I, like I said, I get it. Some people are probably going through it, but I can't just sit here and say, like, oh, it's been all bad. Some good has come out of this. So we're getting a fucking project then, nigga. Oh, man. <laughs> So, I think the only reason I've been slow on the project is because I can't get out and promote it like I want to. But mm. I am putting out a single in three weeks. Oh, so ah, okay. Project. I'm gonna put that out. Um, I got, actually I'm scheduled to shoot two videos next month. I know the visuals gonna be dope. I I went yeah. back and watched the visuals. You 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 one of those guys. Like you, I like that. It's old school. Like I gotta have a dope visual with my song. I fucks with it. I, I, I think we need to bring that back in music. I've been seeing it a lot lately with different artists. Like, I think the baby is really creative when he, when he puts his videos together. Oh, yeah. Like you have to really bring it when it comes to the visual. Baby, Travis you know, Scott, Drake. They all do creative videos. Drake is amazing at it, bro. Like, I love Drake videos. I love them. I love yeah. them. But remember when we was growing up, bro, the video was the thing, though, bro. Like, Yeah, yeah. If you have a High Williams video, you want shit. You want, yeah, you want shit. <laughs> the videos are everything. So I, I do think music needs to get back to that. Like the, the hundred niggas in the, in, the, in the hallway, I'm past that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. More thought into the visuals, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah no, no, y'all, y'all get some music real soon. Like, like real, real soon. Um, I got a couple of features I knocked out. Like, it's coming, trust me. Like I said, okay. come together now. So musically, I, I think, uh, I think the falls will be good to us, or to me in particular. So that's good. I mean, good to all of us if you're putting out music, man. You're putting creativity yeah, out yeah. there. You're sharing your art with the world. It's not yeah. just good for you. It's good for everybody involved. Everybody listening. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, rapping niggas on podcasts, uh, <laughs> so um, the the whole Joe Budden situation lately, man. Like for anyone who. Uh, you know, don't keep up with podcasts or just what's going on in the culture musically and content-wise media in general. Uh, Joe Budden, who has arguably the most popular podcast in our culture, in Black yeah. culture, I put Joe Budden up there with the GOAT, Joe Rogan, because Joe Rogan is the reason I even got in a podcast. I'm going to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's the reason. Like, I, I heard what Joe Rogan was doing, and I was like, damn, man, like, I can get a mic and do that shit? Like, yeah. So anyway, Joe Budden, man, uh, uh, creator, owner, founder, host of the Joe Button podcast, uh, also a retired rapper. He mm-hmm. self-proclaimed retired rapper. Uh, I think that nigga gonna rap again. Whatever. I do too, but that's you know. <laughs> yeah, um, he had a a contract with Spotify mm-hmm. uh, for the extent of two years, um, where he put out two episodes a week for uh, Spotify for two weeks, exclusive to Spotify, mm-hmm. and he decided not to re-up on his contract he 
recently, when I say recently, I mean within the last couple of weeks, the last two weeks maybe, decided not to re-up on that. And he gave his reasons why. Anyone who knows Joe Budden knows that he's a very colorful uh, <laughs> personality. Very, very outspoken. <laughs> yeah, very outspoken, very colorful. So a lot of people didn't like the way he came off, including some people at Spotify. But his response to, well, the response to Joe, Joe um, I wouldn't even say the response. Um, how can I word this? The conveniently timed uh, information that was released after Joe put out these statements about why he's not re-signing with Spotify Mm -hmm. Uh, it seemed as if uh, a lot of information came out about Mm -hmm. Mr. Budden. Uh, One of those being the rehashed um, claims of his, of him being a a woman abuser, uh, being domestic violence, which is, you know, not the first time that's come out. Uh, Nothing's ever come of it. But there, there's been a claim or two in the past, which honestly, I, I don't know too much about. I didn't dig too much into it, to be honest with you. And then also, there was the statement of I, bestiality? <laughs> oh, I don't, what is it? I don't, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, bro. Look, I'm not into it. I don't know anything about it. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I, there were claims that, uh, Joe likes to help his animals relieve themselves. So whatever the case may be. <laughs> so let me just say, <laughs> <laughs> this is not the first time I've heard of this. Admittedly, this is not the I, first I, time. I I've remember heard of this. it. I remember. I think I saw it on an episode once. Well, not even. I'm not talking about even Joe. This is not the first time oh, I've heard of this like, being a thing. Oh. So actually, at one point, uh, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. Joe had Joe Rogan had a guest, and I can't remember who the fuck the guest is because Joe Rogan every episode is a different guest. Right. But the guy was saying he used to relieve his dog with his foot. He said that his dog would be in heat. I don't know how the fuck you say it for a boy dog. He whatever, and he would put his foot down there and just get to it, huh? Rub the foot back and forth until the dog finished. And then that was his due diligence for the day. It was weird as fuck. I put that shit out of my mind. Never so this was it. a thing though. This is, this is, this is a thing. People oh, okay. do that. There's actually another story, man. You can Google it of a woman with, oh my God, man. You're going to have to Google it. People it's either a okay. dolphin or a monkey. I know that's two totally separate things. But some scientist lady was had a dolphin or monkey or whatever the animal was uh, that she was working with for scientific reasons. Okay. One of the things she would do was relieve it. Uh, the dolphin. <laughs> How do you relieve a dolphin? Well, you know, dolphins are the only animal that have sex for pleasure besides humans, right? Well, I knew that, but I don't. I don't know the full. I, listen, of a dolphin. I, I don't know the logistics of how you get a dolphin off. How do you even know when a dolphin is over? And let, let, let me be clear. I could be wrong about the animal, but, but it's, it's still a, funny though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like just make the little noise like, ah, as you're like, <laughs> bro, like, how do you even know? Like, I mean, she's a scientist. She's an expert, so I guess she would. Gotta be, yeah, because I. But, I don't know uh, it's not the first time I heard of this. However, okay. I will say, Joe, when it comes to Joe Budden podcast, when you watch a clip and someone is claiming that Joe does this, Joe does that based off of a clip, 
I highly encourage you to go listen to the episode for yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joe says some wild shit and he'll be joking. And he mm-hmm. literally says, I'm kidding, joking. What's the little phrase he says? Comedy style, whatever Comedy the fuck. Style, yeah. yeah. Like, the nigga gets his jokes off, man. Yeah, like, and he, he has a weird sense of humor. Like, you know, and it's no different from, you know, I'm a military vet. We had a dark sense of humor in the military. We had said some fucked up ass jokes. I'm pretty sure you put a camera in there for 10 seconds and pull something yeah. out. You could counsel the United States military. I'm just but you know, a lot of times, again, what happens majority of the time when you hear something that's said, that's deemed mm. toxic or whatever. It's always just a clip and it's taken out of context. How many times do we hear people say certain things and we get all outraged and upset until we actually listen to the entire, I think the media does a really, really good job. All right, we're gonna take this little piece, we're gonna chop this up, put it out there to make things look like it's not what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like I just, yeah. and, then, and again, like you said, my, my aside from, the claims like my question is why now like it just seems like the timing of i feel like this could have come out a while ago why now it's very that's convenient. What makes me question the legitimacy of it you know it's very convenient you know because i mean before he was on love and hip-hop i'm pretty sure there were you know domestic violence claims him and from what i understand him and tahiri were a very toxic couple I, matter of fact i remember when they used to they used to argue on like the videos would be on world star all the time like mm-hmm. they were a toxic couple so um i'm not and i'm not condoning domestic violence or anything like that but what i'm saying is there's always been this rumor right yeah, yeah. Of, of the allegations why why now is what i'm saying yeah yeah ladies we're not we're not we're not saying domestic violence didn't happen we're not saying that uh, we're not taking sides on the domestic violence claims. Uh, we're just we're just saying it's 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 conveniently timed, and also I, there's been some holes in the story, at least on the one I know about with Tahiri. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm not judging it. I'm not saying she's lying. I'm not saying that. But you know, it's it's I have some questions, <laughs> and, and I feel like it's okay for me to have questions. Yeah, I feel like it's okay to have questions. I got some questions. I would like to see more. Uh, I, also, if you're let me not say that. Let me not say that. I'm a guy. I'm not going to say that. But, uh, <laughs> gotta catch yourself sometimes. Bro. I don't want to get your butt in. You're going to cancel you, Trey. Right. But also, like, like, even with that being said, man, listen, bro, I love Joe. Like, like, never met the nigga, of course, but like, I love the, the, the media personality of Joe. I love Joe and music. Uh, I do, me too. But, um, yo, if I'm being a honey, like, with you, with you, Joe, like, he wears the crown of the industry hothead. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what comes with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and the thing that's, that's scary is I relate to a lot of shit he says, and it terrifies me because people hate him sometimes. No, I don't get it. I'm like, yo, I, I don't see anything wrong with what he just said. <laughs> you know what it is, bro? I, I think sometimes people just, sometimes he gets loud, right? Mm-hmm. And so when people tend to be loud and outspoken and demonstrative, they look at it the wrong way. Yeah, 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 because when he broke down um, why he felt the way he felt towards the Spotify negotiations, I understood everything he was saying. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. you got to think he has a music background. He's been in the industry since he was seventeen, so yeah, he's, he's been taking advantage of as far as you know contracts and things like that for a while, mm-hmm. and so um, I think now he understands the business more. 
you know? So yeah, for sure. I don't think he's wrong. I mean, again, I think sometimes people get turned off by his delivery. Yeah. And they don't really listen to what he's saying. The Joe Budden podcast, that's just some shit he started on his own. On a whim, before he even knew what it was going to be. That before anyone knew what podcast was. had no idea what it was. This is something he created on his own. So when yeah. someone comes in and tries to tell me, I'll give you this much for something I created, I, I'd be upset too. You know, I, I, I'd, be, I'd, I'd be offended. Like, no, I, I do this. Like, I ain't never heard a Spotify executive you know, you know, do a podcast. It, y'all can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I built, you know, y'all. So I just, and even like I said, it, it go almost, I, I like to go back to like how the music industry is running. Um, you get in these boardrooms, none of them look like us. You nah. know? Nah, none of them look like us. So you mean to tell me these bunch of white people, 40, 50 year old white people are going to tell me like, what what's going to work? For our culture, <laughs> for our our culture, culture. It, Damn, it, I makes, can't it makes no sense to me, bro. Like I just and so, like I said, when when Joe, you know, was going on his rant, it resonated with me because it's like I agree with that. These are people who really don't understand the culture; they just understand the type of money it generates, and that's it. That's it. Yeah, it's, and then, and that's 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 it. It's all about the bottom line for him. Uh, mm-hmm. And even he says on on the podcast, he he made the platform nine figures. There's no way for me to fact check that. But uh, I'll say Joe at his word. You know, what I'm, I'm pretty sure someone would call it out and be like, "Nah, nigga, you 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 capping." You know what I'm saying? But uh, uh, no one said that. Yeah, I, I think he's definitely made them a lot of money. Yeah, like you know, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, and that's why I kind of why I want to talk about it because me and you, uh, like, yeah, we're not Joe Button, but uh, we we both have experience in the industry. Yeah. You know, you as an artist, uh, me, like I said, a son of producer, and I've managed artists and written for artists. So, uh, yeah, man, when you when you get in there with uh, or you're, you're even having conversations with people with the suits, I like to say, when yeah. you're having conversations with the suits, it's like they're talking down to you. They're talking to you like they know what, what they're talking about. They're the employer, employer, you're the employee. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nah, bro, this is my shit. So one of the things about when I first came into this podcast, uh, I didn't want ads. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I did, I did an ad campaign real quick. Cause you know, money. And then I was like, eh, I don't want to do this shit. Like, I don't want to interrupt content. I don't want to interrupt thought provoking conversation to tell motherfuckers about speedos. Like, fuck you, nigga. Like, <laughs> that's not what this is about. No, I feel that though. I feel that. And in my opinion, if you're the suit, if you're the expert, nigga, make it work. Figure it out. Figure out a way to monetize our audience without interrupting our product. Exactly. It's like, what if you was listening to a song, bro, a three minute song and a minute 50 seconds in a commercial came on? Bro. I, and I think at the end of the day, bro, I think what makes me so upset is that, let's be honest, bro, they wouldn't give us the time of day if the industry wasn't generating the dollar amount it was. If music, if oh, hip hop wasn't what it was, I would never be in the same room with these people. These, never, these people would walk right past me. Yeah, just fuck the same room. Like, the people wouldn't speak to you. They wouldn't speak to me. So, like, yeah. I, I, like I said, I get, I get why people may be turned off by the way Joe delivers a message. Joe is making a, a good point, not just for podcasts, just for um, 
our culture in general. You know what I'm saying? Our culture gets monetized and we don't own it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, that's a, that's a fact. But um, there's clearly he's talented. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And people, people gonna pay him for his talent. Joe's gonna be fine. He, I, I I think that's why he's okay with this. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but I, I that's one thing I, I respect about him a lot. I, I feel like you made it when you can walk away from that big check. That's when I feel like you really start to take ownership of your shit. You can, nah, I ain't compromising that, nah. Yeah, and there's also some deals that are insulting. Like, I, I get it, they offered him, you know, over over uh, eight figures, you know, uh-huh. for the podcast. But what they were asking for, even me as a non-millionaire nigga, like, nah, bro, I'm not giving you half of my outside adventure, of my outside ventures. Like, right. So that's like that's like that's like right now. Uh, that's exactly what it was. A three sixty deal. So that's like right now. X Y Z uh, broadcasting company wants to bring on Sonny and Tramel for the ADHD podcast. They want to bring us into a contract, and they're going to pay us a million dollars, or not even a million. Let's let's say let's keep it let's keep it simple. They're going to pay us a hundred thousand. We can't we can't last like the rest of our life off a hundred thousand. They only give us a hundred thousand upfront. Okay. To to do the podcast for six months, mm-hmm. but okay. Me and you are not going to quit our job off six, off six, uh, 100000 Absolutely not. <laughs> We're not going to quit our job. But Absolutely. they say they get half of our salary from our nine to five. Nigga, what? No. You want half my salary? Nah, gee, that's, that's not how this works. <laughs> like, this is, this is no. So, you know, just, just to try to put it in, into context for people, man. Like, if someone's going to pay you an amount of money, that's a good amount of money. You know, it's cool. But you gotta put shit in context, man. Like, what if someone's gonna offer you, you know, you know, 10, 20 grand, but they won't have for your salary for the next year? Yeah. You're not doing that. And, and just so we, we can make, make things clear, as far as what we mean by a 360 deal, um, it's customary in the music industry where artists sign a 360 deal. It doesn't mean that the label gets a percentage of what you just make musically. Let's say Sonny Trill wanted to go and do a movie with Marvel and they're paying me X amount of dollars, that label would get a percentage of what I make from Marvel, even though they had nothing to do with it. In short, people, if you want us to break it down, any further, we own your ass. Pretty much. Everything we own you, do you. here on out, they get a percentage of it, regardless if it has anything to do with music or not, or, yep. or the podcast. And you can't tell me in any, no person that would think that's a, that's a good deal at all. But it happens. It happens. Niggas sign and those I, deals. I, and I hate it. I hate I, so many. And it so many young artists get taken advantage of that way. Yeah. And let me and let me let me put things in perspective. I hate. I do hate it as well. But I don't knock people because you don't know their situation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't know what they're. I, going no, 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 no. I agree. But I, I think that's why it happens though. Mm. They understand the circumstances and the situation they're coming from. Nine times out of ten, they don't have anything or they're broke. So they have no choice but to take this. But yeah. what does that say about the type of people they are that they prey on kids like that, you know? That don't yeah. know. Yeah, and then, you know, on the to, to add more fuel to the fire on this whole Joe Button incident, um, Charlemagne and his co-host on his podcast, they they spoke on it. And I'm gonna be honest, I ain't listened to it. Uh I'm not I haven't listened to the Charlemagne podcast and uh like at all. Mm-hmm. But I'll be real. I haven't listened to the Charlemagne podcast. I watched a couple of YouTube clips. 
because I've never actually I don't I don't listen to it. To yeah, but I'm, I'm I'll be real. I haven't listened to it because I don't know the mother niggas. Like, and from what I've seen on the YouTube clips, um, they don't make me want to listen to the podcast. Because uh, I do find Charlemagne extremely entertaining, and I do think Charlemagne, uh, while he's also another off the chain individual, um, I, 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 he he's entertaining as fuck, and he's good at what he does. He's yeah. great at what he does, and I'm surprised. I, I think he's a really good journalist. His yeah. interview, I'm blue. I, I think he does a really good job interviewing people. And and I would have lost money if I would have bet that Charlemagne ain't got knocked out on camera yet, because I've just been waiting for it to happen. <laughs> almost got jumped you, you ever seen that clip oh when he took off running yeah yeah i saw i saw that i saw i'm, I'm talking about like on camera though like he be saying so off the chain bro 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 yeah i'm convinced they have some big nigga in there like as security like just sitting in the room just in case it gotta be something in the country it gotta be like, something cause i know he i think machine gun kelly came on there one time bro and you know he, he a wild dude bro and he Charlamagne told me like I, I don't I don't feel you at all. Trash. I just said that, bro. Like, nah, did you see Sticky Fingers? The Sticky Fingers interview? I I I I <laughs> Sticky Fingers was tight, out, boy. I didn't think he was gonna get out that room, bro. I thought I, Sticky Fingers was about the was about him the, and, uh, it was him and uh what's the, what's the dude from most Fredo Star. Him and Fredo Star. I thought they were gonna get all over him like a spider monkey. Room. I didn't think he was gonna make it out that room, bro. Yeah, man, but he <laughs> he survived <laughs> for a decade doing this wild shit. Man. And I gotta give Charlemagne love because he's from the South. But Absolutely. uh North Carolina, right? South Carolina, South Carolina. South Carolina, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's for him to make it in the big city of New York and then to just just extremely elevate this platform to the level that he yeah, has, absolutely. man. Number number respect for Charlemagne. You a wild dude, my G. But right. hey, if you need a podcast, man, highlight us. Uh, <laughs> speaking of that, hey, don't, <laughs> hey, don't don't hate, elevate my G. So, <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm trying to escape nine to five too, bro. But um, so I thought I thought that 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 from what I've heard about the conversations he had about Joe Budden, I thought it was a little off putting because I, I feel like those are two those are two amazing media minds that should be working together. And mm -hmm. honestly, I feel like if Charlemagne and Joe come together, they could build their own empire and say, fuck all these DSPs. And keep uh, I, 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 I absolutely agree. I, 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 but I don't think Charlemagne looks at it like that. Um, Charlemagne, and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot him some bail because Joe talked about how they're not fighting the same fight. They're not fighting the same fight. Charlemagne, isn't Joe just like Joe isn't Charlemagne? Mm -hmm. I think that Charlemagne has to take a different path than Joe, just like Joe has mm -hmm. to take a different path than Charlemagne. So I, I didn't like him saying, we're not fighting the same fight. You're an employee, I'm a boss. And I'm not saying it's a lie, mm -hmm. but I'm saying it's it's a little it's a little skewed. You know what I'm saying? I, with all due respect, uh, Mr. Button, don't 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 yell at this no-name podcast nigga on your podcast. But- uh, No, you yell at ADHD podcast, yeah. ADHD podcast, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Those shit's gonna shoot straight up. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, we made it. But, um, yeah, I, I, I thought I thought you know his take on it, but at the same time, he was pissed the fuck off. Like I probably would with him too. I would with him too. You know, uh, I do think I'm a little more controlled than Joe, but I probably would have went crazy. Again, like I said, I think, like I said, Joe has Joe's past experience with the music industry has. It gives him a different view than 
a Charlemagne. You know what I'm saying? He comes sure. from a media background. It's a little different playing field. So mm-hmm. I think that's where the miscommunication comes, where they, they kind of bump heads a bit, which is cool. You know, um, mm-hmm. Charlemagne has his path. Joe had his. Um, I think the only problem I had with it is I think eventually Charlemagne will realize um, I mean, let's be honest, bro. The Breakfast Club, bro, he, they, they built that. Like, the Breakfast Club keeps iHeart afloat, bro. Nobody oh, sure. listens to the radio anymore. Like, it's, it's it's not, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Joe's point was, you know. You 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 put iHeart on your back, bro. They need to recognize that. You know? For sure. And, I think that, that's and they do. Yeah, no, they, they fucking do. do. Like, no, they, they, they really like, do, bro. I keep it hundred with you. So, so even so, Joe, Joe has been making a point lately about Lil Wayne should own Universal because of what Cash Money did for Universal Music Group. Mm-hmm. I'll take it a step further, Joe. To that same point, Charlemagne and the Breakfast Club should own iHeart, bro. Period. iHeart like that, bro. Like seriously, like what? Outside of the Breakfast Club. So my audio just froze. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I I don't know if 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 it recorded it, but can you say that last part again? So aside from uh, the Breakfast Club, what other radio stations are you aware of that are a part of iHeart, like that are prominent? And, and the thing that's crazy is like when I, cause I, I road trip a lot and every now that's and then what I'm I, saying. You, you travel a lot. So like, what are you, cause I, I don't. No, I, mean, I, I don't hear stations say W D E S N U T S. I don't know, <laughs> like an iHeart music station, but I don't remember it. Ricky Smiley iHeart. Let me fact check that. Is Ricky, Ricky Smiley iHeart? No idea. I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, and I know of, I, ha- I have the Breakfast Club, Charlemagne, iHeart Connection. I don't know any of them. Like, I, don't, I don't know any of them. I don't think the average person, nobody knows, bro. Now, they say he, he has a 50% ownership of this new podcast network he's starting. Charlemagne, it is. Um, iHeart, give him half iHeart. Yeah. Do it. Do it. What? Like iHeart, like in all honesty, why the fuck not? And, and that was my other problem with it, though. I, I heard was asking him to bring other black creators over there. Give him half of I heart. Give him half of it. That's what, that's all I'm saying. You're you're literally you're giving me fifty percent, and you want me to bring in content. That means I'm supplying the content for your network. I'm gonna be real, like I heart. I, in that situation, now I'm not a business major. I'm not a business guru. I don't see what you have to lose. But if you make a move like that, the good publicity is going to spread like wildfire. And you're going to have the black culture as a whole tuning into your network because they know that you are supporting black people enough to where you're giving this black man from, I think, Columbia, South Carolina, half of your of, of your network. Like, I don't see that. I don't see that as a loss. I could be wrong. I'm not I'm not, I'm not that smart. But in my opinion, just outside looking in, I don't see that as a bad move. I don't. I- I don't either, bro. I think it's gonna take. Like you said before, if if Joe and Charlemagne got together, 
it's it's no telling what they'd be capable of, bro. As far as bringing black content to a network, yeah, um, bro, I'm gonna have to pause this shit. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta piss out my lawyer. <laughs> I'm gonna edit that out though. I'm for the pause. <laughs> All right. All right. For those, uh, I'm not even on front. We had to take a break because, uh, yeah, the bladder was calling. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, man, so I don't want to spend too much more time on this. Um, pretty much, man, I, I, I would encourage people to do their due diligence, do their research, actually look for fo- footage and real sound bites and think for your fucking self, man. Absolutely. Uh, but it does bring me to my next point. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of you niggas talk online and um, trying to cancel Joe and all this other shit. Like, when, like, like that shit has to stop, bro. Exactly. It has to stop. It has to stop. Like, this cancel culture, outrage culture bullshit. Like, get out your fucking feelings. Get out your feelings. Deal with some adversity. And, and I'm going to tell you straight up, man. Like, you need dumbass people to say dumbass shit in life. You need that. You need to be able to dictate and learn who's a dumbass. Let them be a dumbass in their own little dumbass corner and move the fuck on with your life. Don't cancel people's entire life because they made a statement, because they did an action. Now, if it's something unforgivable, like, I don't know, you fucking kicked the baby on the curb. Okay, cancel that motherfucker. But, like, y'all are counseling niggas for everything, man. Every fucking thing. Everything. And what's so crazy is people that are so invested in the canceling, if you took half as much of that effort, and just trying to educate them and like, hey, you were wrong for this. And keep it like nobody nobody's perfect, bro. I don't yeah. show me a perfect person. I don't I don't know none. We all have mistakes. Some are, are worse than others, yeah. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, like I said, nobody's perfect. We all trying to figure this thing called life out, bro. We all I did some scumbag shit, bro. Like we all I, have. No, so about to say we all I, have. I, I, I knew I was starting to mature as a person when I started to realize like some of my toxic traits, like in relationships and dating. I'm like, damn, like low key, I want shit for that. Like, not communicate, I want shit for that. But yeah. I never would have learned any of that if people just cancel me, bro, or or just stop dealing with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I learned from my mistakes, and I don't understand why we're in a society where we don't allow people to learn from their mistakes. It's stupid. It's stupid, and it's, it's human nature to, to grow and, and allow people to evolve. Because yeah. I'll tell you right now, even speaking of, of the same the same person, man, I, I don't want to spend my whole podcast talking about Joe because I feel like he's already a big influence on me anyway. I don't want to fucking ride his dick too much, Pauls. Good example you about to bring up, though, I think. He has come a long fucking way. Bro. That nigga, I used to hate him. Bro. When he just had just the YouTube channel and he used to get on his little fucking webcam rants i used to be like yo this nigga's corny as fuck <laughs> i hated him but you gotta respect some first of all let me tell y'all something for people that aren't like familiar with the struggle of an artist when you are a rapper and you realize your career is coming to an end to be able to transition into another lifestyle bro is damn near impossible most I'll take rappers, it a step further being a rapper in general. I'm not a rapper, mm-hmm. but you niggas shit on rappers or niggas that want to be rappers so much, stop. Stop yeah. shitting on people who want to perform in art. It is an art. It's no different from a singer, an artist, a fucking painter, a writer. It's an art. It's their form of expression. 
Exactly. Stop fucking hating. I'm sorry. Go ahead, continue. No, but that's a prime example, bro. You don't know what the people are going through. Let them express themselves how they want. But right. Back, back to Joe, like people don't understand how hard it is to transition in the life after rap, G. Like that's it's damn near impossible for so for somebody to not only mature as a person and grow, and then mm-hmm. be able to transition into a whole nother lifestyle and to be successful at that. It's dudes that play basketball all their life, right? Whoa. And when that's over with, they can't do anything. They don't know anything else. They can do nothing. Now, I would say, never knock somebody who's able to grow and transition into a different lifestyle and be successful. I'm not. I'm not gonna knock nobody like that, bro. Man, I'm not. I'll tell you. I'll tell you as as a former athlete, man. I'm glad you said that. So, the first two to three years, when when I won't even say once basketball stopped, once the reality that basketball stopped kicked in, I had a straight up identity crisis. You most, can, most athletes do. You it's can hard. talk to you can talk to my ex girlfriend, and and you know me and her had a very toxic relationship. But one thing I'll give her props for is she helped me find a way without even her even knowing. Mm-hmm. She was she was such like she she in my opinion was a was a she's a business guru like she's a hustler hustler okay. man to the fullest extent, but not even on some shady shit like legit hustler like. Yeah. And she she knew how to make moves business wise. Uh, she knew how to talk. She knew how to move in rooms. And I used to watch her. And she used to pay, she used to bring me places. Um, she used to bring me in rooms that I normally wouldn't be in because you know she's a woman. She was in a professional field. She was attractive. So she mm-hmm. I, she would have me in rooms that I normally wouldn't be in. And I learned how to move in a room full of all different types of personalities. Where before that I didn't know how to move in a room that wasn't athletes. You know what I'm saying? Or people who had an, a vested interest in athletes. Yeah, man, the, the struggle is real. When you dedicate your life to something, when you dedicate countless hours to something, like fam, when I was in junior college in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, me and my teammate, not from Kentucky, we on weekends when everybody went home to be with their family, see their girlfriends, fam, we up with speakers in the gym till three, four o'clock in the morning putting up shots. All I knew was hoop. Yeah. All I knew. Yeah. You go through an identity crisis. Uh, yeah. Rappers, especially high-level rappers, mid-tier-level rappers, low-level rappers. If you're it, performing, it's you're- hard, bro. Like, there's like you don't know what life is outside of that. Mm-hmm. You don't. So to be able to transition into another, that's, that's, it's damn near impossible. A lot of people don't recover from that. It's yeah. hard, you yeah. know. And that goes back to my point of if we cancel every person that does one little thing. How are you going to ever see the growth? Malcolm X was a, a, a thug, bro, a, a drug addict. Yeah. If we cancel Malcolm X at 26, 27, we don't, we, we cancel Detroit, right? We, we cancel Red. Detroit Red, yeah. Talking, bro. Imagine if we cancel uh, Martin Luther King after the scandal with Coretta. Exactly. Exactly. Like people <laughs> make mistakes, bro. We can't continue to, to, to live with this idea that everybody is perfect. It's not. It's not nobody's perfect nobody but a lot of times what i think happens is those people that are so gung-ho on cancel culture got a lot going on in their lives themselves bro well all right let me let me let me try to be more calm about this topic and, and actually because <laughs> <laughs> this topic does it pisses me off i'm gonna be honest it pisses me off I hate it. so let me let me let me let me try to bring it down a notch let me try to really talk to people out there no talk to your shit bro um 
I feel like it's a it's a mix of too much time, being too mm-hmm. invested in other people's lives, and just mm-hmm. quite frankly, not minding your own fucking business. Absolutely. Um, I feel like this outrage slash cancel culture has bled over into everyday life now. You know, when I when I look online, I see some of the some of the fucking waste that people spew out of their mouths or their thumbs, if you want to be literal. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they post online, it's it's like um, you're not allowing for one, you're not allowing people to be human, but you're also not taking time to teach. There are things that like I'm a completely different person than I was ten years ago. Absolutely, I don't even talk the same. Like like this this like I worked really hard to get rid of. Like, I say I worked hard. Over time, my country accent left. It's still there through a few words, but mm-hmm. uh, I used to be country, country, like really hard to understand. Yeah, ask Lo. <laughs> Lo used to make fun of me. That's hilarious. <laughs> People evolve, bro. That's that's, that's the true. whole point. People evolve, and here's my thing, man. You you're gonna you're gonna get to the point where you counsel where you counsel yourself out of a blessing. I was um, I was having a conversation with someone, and um. I'm trying to think, do I want to, I don't have that person's permission to tell that story. So I'm not going to tell that story. <laughs> so let me, let me, let me try to, let me try to give an example. Okay. Um, you may say something to someone or someone may say something to you. I'll give it the same way. You may say something to someone and they don't understand. You know what I'm saying? Instead of counseling that person and being like, I'm never going to talk to that person again, educate them on what you're saying or what the fuck you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like people that are dating, like you may be potentially counseling a potential husband or wife. If you're not, if it's a friend, you may be potentially counseling the best friend you ever had, the best confidant you ever had. And there's no more important time than right now to have the person like that in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not something that is just black and white, just wrong, like devastating, harmful to others, I don't think someone deserves to be counseled. Uh, it, admittedly, as a comedian, I like canceling outrage culture because I feel like some of the comedy you're seeing right now is some of the best comedy ever. Why? You're forcing comedians to be more creative. Mm-hmm. So you talk about Joe Rogan. Joe, I'm stealing this from you because you talked about this on your uh, most recent episode of your podcast with the uh, Special Forces guy. Um, you're... you're Joe Rogan's um, Caitlyn Jenner reference in his last stand-up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Joe wanted to use that joke so bad. To do so, he had to shit on himself first and his own ignorance to use that joke. 15 years ago, Joe Rogan just talked shit about are a fucking gold medal athlete becoming a woman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He just shits on it. Now he has to be creative. He has to talk about, okay, was, was, did he always feel like a woman on the inside? Possibly. What's also possible is he grew up in a house full of crazy ass chicks who every single day took a piece of his manhood away because him as a father 
a husband and a father of two daughters, he feels like every single day, if his manhood is marbles, they take two marbles a day from his manhood and he becomes more of a bitch. Now, <laughs> that's, a, that's a very creative way to introduce a controversial topic. Right. Let me ask you this from a comedian standpoint though. Mm -hmm. Given what comedy has been, let's say 10, 15, kings of comedy. Mm -hmm. Bernie Mac talking about whooping kids, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think that it's more accept you do you like that style of comedy or do you, like I said, like this more? I mean, I know you said you like it, it forces um comedians to be more creative, but that was classic back then. So do you do you still like that style of comedy or are you more into I feel like that comedy was perfect for its time. Okay. I feel like, so this is how I view comedy, and this is why I even do comedy or step into the realm of comedy. I feel like comedians have a very underrated, extremely important job in society. I feel like comedians, comedy in general, as a comedian, you are the unfiltered narrator of your time period. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about comedy. The, new, the news, opinions, op opinions need to be swayed, pockets need to be filled, agendas need to be met. Politicians, they're fucking political, they're, put, they're putting on front street, you know, whatever. Newspapers, you know, whatever, blog sites, they need clicks. I feel like comedians, our job is to relate to the motherfuckers sitting in front of us. That's, that's another reason why I'm not doing anything for quarantine, because I need to be in front of people, bro. I need to relate to you. I need to I need to look you in your eyes and be like, damn, bro, I know what the fuck you're going through. You know what? Don't worry about it. I'm gonna talk about it. I'm gonna talk about it so everybody feels you. Everybody knows what the fuck you're going through. That's a comedian's job, bro. So what Bernie Mac did was perfect for the Kings of Comedy, was perfect for that time. What Dave Chappelle, Joe Rogan, um, Sam J, um, who else have I watched recently? Oh man, what's the old funny guy that used to write for Kevin Hart? Oh my God, I'm so sorry, bro. And you're fucking hilarious, forgive me. I'll put it in the description of the podcast or something. Those people are so fucking important, bro. I, I agree. I, I think they're more important than, 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 than uh, the music artists, to be honest. But I in my like, people always, I, I, I feel like comedians have always been the most um, relevant when it comes to issues. Like I, I, I go back and I see old Chris Rock uh, mm -hmm. um, clips. Mm -hmm. He was always so aware of what was going on in society, you know, and the way he relayed his message, like Chris Rock was always spot on about a lot of stuff. I, yeah. I feel like dudes are number one mm -hmm. when it comes to, you know, uh, relaying a message out there, especially about what's going on with the times. Even more so because people say like you make you make timeless music, right? Mm -hmm. Can you really make a like timeless comedy though? Like I feel like comedy is so relevant to what's going on today you know what i'm saying it's the closest you can because there's because because at the end of the day humans don't change yeah yeah we, we evolve personality wise but you know same shit been going on for the last i don't know how long we've been here a yeah. couple hundred thousand years like i don't i don't, I don't know i'm not a historian um find the oldest i feel bodies. like vocally you guys are number one when it comes to that i feel like everyone plays their part um so I'll give an example. Uh, the way I grew up was very strict in my younger days. Okay. So I come from a very, I come from a church family. Okay. Like 
uncle was a pastor, grandmother was minister of music, my dad played the keyboard in Oregon, my aunties were on the board, uncles on the dinking board, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I come from that side of the family. But here's the thing, I didn't fuck with it. I didn't fuck with it. I didn't know how to say that, because I thought I was a weirdo. I thought I was a weirdo. I thought something was wrong with me. I thought I was, I don't know, fucking possessed by the devil or some shit. I was like, yo, something ain't right because there's all this shit being talked about. Like, bro, I was in church seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Legit. Legit. No, I was too. Choir was practice, too. Uh, Bible study, every single choir practice. Like, I saw the business side of church. I saw what's being preached on Sundays. I saw what's being preached on uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays, Saturday morning, Sunday school. And then I knew what was going on, you know, in my family's house and the families of other people that worked in the church. And I'm like, yo, these motherfuckers crazy. No, my, my, so my grandfather was a preacher. I saw mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah. I, I never thought I was crazy, but I, I just, something about it, I was like, this don't seem like. I thought something was wrong with it's, me. Like, I, no, I, I just never, I, I don't know. It was, I feel, no, I felt the same way. Like. I thought something was legit wrong with me. I thought, I thought it was something wrong that, you know, I went to a school that was a hood school and I I, I felt comfortable with the project kids. I feel comfortable, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, like, it was so real and so raw. And I'm like, I'm having this conflict at such a young age. I'm talking about like, before I was 10, bro, I'm having this conflict. And I thought something was wrong with me. And then enters Comic View. Remember Comic View? It's coming on BET? Do I, bro, 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 don't get me started. When I, when I, bro, when I say I used to stay up to watch Comic View, bro, mm-hmm. hands down, bro, I, that is one of the greatest shows ever, bro. I miss old school BT. I miss old school, oh, old school MTV, too. Old school yeah. BT was amazing. Comic View, bro, just think about all the people that, Bro, the first time I saw Ricky Smiley, bro, like just yeah, Ricky oh, Smiley, Lil Duval, Gary Owens, oh, like bro, so many legends, bro, so many legends. Def Comedy Jam, Def Comedy. Like, so we didn't have, we didn't have it, we didn't have premium cable, but when oh, I went no, no, gra- no, no, no. to my grandma's house, she had it, had and, it. And, and she, I, when she went to sleep, I'm like, yeah, I'm watching Def Comedy Jam, but hey, not. Nah. I had a legal cable right here in the guy, bro. But she had, but but I remember we didn't have Cartoon Network. I used to mm. love going to my grandma's house because I could watch Dragon Ball Z. Bro. <laughs> I loved it, bro. So so inner comic view, inner deaf comedy jam, bro. It blew my mind because these niggas was talking about it. You mentioned Ricky Smiley. The nigga whole shit was talking about church. I loved it. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I'm not the only one who thinks this shit is fucking funny. Like, I remember being my little cousins, man. Rest in peace, my cousin. My, no, little cousin. They're my big cousin. My cu- my, rest in peace, my cousin Errol, my cousin Everett. Uh, I remember, man, we'd be in the back of the church bed. Like, we had jokes for everybody. Like, ah, man, like, Auntie Delphine do that shit with her mouth open wide enough to swallow the pulpit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we had jokes on everybody, bro. I thought we were nuts. I thought we were fucking nuts. <laughs> But then I see comedians and they're talking about the shit that the adults in my life wouldn't talk about or that they would turn a blind eye to. Right. So, yeah, man, comedy is fucking important, bro. It's important. It is. And, you know, like people, people in my life, man, whether it be my family or really close friends, they have a problem sometimes. Sometimes I won't say they have a problem. They have a problem understanding sometimes why I talk the way I talk. Why I do comedy, why I do comedy, the way I do podcast, the way I do podcast, is because no, you don't understand 
how fucking important it is being 100. Yeah. 100. The good, the bad, and the ugly, bro. You got to tell it 100 all the time because 20 years from now, someone's going to look back and be like, damn, that's how shit was back then. Or it might be someone who feel like they're a fucking weirdo like I did. And it's like, damn, I'm normal. It's just that, you know, everybody don't tell the truth all the time. Everybody don't tell the truth all the time. Bro. I, I actually like watching older comedy. Mm-hmm. Like I can watch Eddie Murphy raw. Oh, I I can watch that over and over, bro. Over and over and over, bro. Bro, I studied prior. We talked about like his his drunk dad. Like <laughs> I had I had relatives like that, bro. Like, yeah. I used, like my my family, like my dad's. Like I'm like, bro, nobody's gonna believe these stories, bro. <laughs> but when I heard Eddie talk about his drunk dad, I'm like, yo, that's my uncle, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. And he think he run shit and he get into it with my daddy, get into it like bro, that was him. I love Eddie, man. I yeah, love I love that. I love I love Pryor, man. Like those dudes, man, oh, they're man. they're icons, man. I love they, Red Fox, bro. Red Fox, like to me, these dudes don't get they don't get the flowers they deserve, man. Like I love a Jay-Z, but there's no reason that Pryor shouldn't be Richard and Eddie Murphy shouldn't be mentioned the way we mentioned a Jay-Z. Like like, man, I, I think about it now, man, I think about the line from Eddie Murphy. We talked about he was talking to Richard Pryor about Bill Cosby complaining that Eddie Murphy cussed. And Richard Pryor was like, well, tell that motherfucker have a Coke and a smile and I shut the fuck up. I think I said, fuck my dick. <laughs> That's iconic, bro. That oh. just for the fact that, like, yo, he can suck a dick because the whole time he was on some weirdo shit. But right. also, like, Coke and a smile. 20 years from now, you're going to remember that that was a whole campaign across the nation that a company used to make you buy their product. Like, they're important narrators for your time, bro. I'm telling you, bro. They're the most, like I said, they're the most important in my opinion. Um, I think they do the best job of capturing what's going on. Like what Dave did, you know? Yeah. It's going to forever be iconic. We're forever going to remember what was going on when he did that special, you know? We're gonna, we're gonna forever. I, I, f- I feel forever indebted to those guys. I don't know if I'll ever be a major comedian, uh, just because you know I don't know if I don't know if my life allows, I don't know if time allows it to to put in what it takes, mm-hmm. and it takes also, even just like we're rapping, it takes some fucking luck bro, <laughs> on top of the hard work. <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, bro, every, every success story has one of those like parts in the story where it's like this was just like chance, almost some like. Luck. Yeah, like I love yeah. I love the story that Big Sean tells of how he met Kanye. I opened up for him. For Sean? Yes. I love Big Sean. <laughs> Very underrated. Shout out to uh Dillaman. Dillaman was his A and R at the time, but Dillaman is from the South Side. So they hey. used to throw these showcases. You remember the red hair? Yeah, for sure. They used to throw these showcases at the red hair. It was me and Mez was in the group. And Bynum, we were in a group together. Man, used to rap, bro. We, yes, bro. <laughs> we will never tell you this, bro. Oh, but shit. We rap a little bit, bro. Okay, okay. We were in a group together, right? Uh-huh. So we got booked for this show. Of course, it's one of the things where you got to sell tickets. I'm like, all right, bet. So we had, I think we had like 15 tickets. We had to sell them at like $20 or whatever. So we sell these tickets. Uh-huh. Get to the show. It's a bunch of artists on the lineup. It's like 15 to 20. And so I guess they ran short on time. We didn't get to perform. So I'm pissed. I'm like, yo, bro, we sold tickets. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, bro. Like, no. Nah. We and then mind you, everybody cleared out about it. I'm like, oh, no, we're not going on stage. Like, no, nah, yeah, nobody yeah, yeah. here. So he let us uh he let us uh perform in the next show. 
it was always a big headliner and then a bunch of un, you know yeah for sure no that is and so one of the, the uh headliners was big sean in 2008. i think mean, oh, yeah that's just, crazy that's got signed to kanye that's yep. crazy that's yep. fucking crazy yep. so yeah. no idea who the nigga really was i literally just found the nigga gave me a cd i went to go pick up more tickets he was like man check this dude out he's from detroit he dope I'm like, man, I don't might want to listen to this shit. <laughs> and we just happened to listen to it. And we was like, damn, this dude, decent as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough, we ended up old enough. That's fucking crazy, man. But yeah, I, I love his story of how Kanye happened to be at the radio station and one of his one of his homies hit him up. I don't know if he worked for the station or he he just knew someone who yeah. knew someone. He was like, yo, come down here and rap for Ye. I love that story because nigga, do you know how perfectly the dominoes happened? had to fall for that to happen yeah like not only for the nigga to tell you to come down here because kanye down here because i'm pretty sure that happens all the time but nigga are you actually gonna get to rap for yay is and if you get to rap for yay is yay going to listen to you the nigga said he's supposed to pick his he's supposed to pick his work checkup or something like that yeah 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 so imagine if you Fuck, said, man think about the niggas that need their money i gotta get my check Bro, I think about shit like that all the time. You know, I got kids too. Like, well, I'm not gonna feed my kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just sad, bro. Like, ships gotta fall, bro. Yeah, no, nah, that's that's that, that's real, bro. Like, every success story I've ever heard has always been a part of the story where it was just like it was one of those moments. But that's why you know they always tell you, you know, you always gotta be prepared. Hey, man, listen, preparation is key, man. All my all my listeners out there, man, stay prepared. I'm telling you, artists, artists, and, and uh, entrepreneurs, remember that. Always stay prepared. Stay ready. You ain't gotta get ready. Help you out in the long run. It really will, bro. Like, so stay ready. Stay you don't consistent. Know when it's coming. Yeah, man. How many Labor Day pictures did you see of motherfuckers in like Cancun and shit? I saw a bunch, bro. That see, this is my thing, bro. <laughs> I, I, I've been, I've been seeing like. Like I've been seeing people kick it, kick it. Like mm-hmm. I feel like going out in Chicago's not too bad because Chicago's been pretty strict as far as yeah. up until recently. I've like, been too big strict. Them motherfuckers was on it. But like I've been seeing, like I saw, uh, what was that? Was that yeah? I seen people in Atlanta in a club with Future, and it had to be at least fifteen hundred people in the club. Oh, Atlanta been like that. Atlanta never closed. It never closed. He's like, what was that three months ago where motherfuckers was in that pool party in Mansion? Or oh, I don't even know if it was Mansion. It might have been one oak, but right. motherfuckers in the pool, like it's like three hundred people, bro. It's like, bro, it, it, I'm not doing nothing like that, bro. Like, I'm sorry, like a club right now, you, you're tweaking, bro. Like, I'm not doing this. Shit, like, yeah, so I'm going back down south at the end of the month to to see my grandma. And because of that, I'm, I'm gonna still respect quarantine, but I'm letting y'all niggas know now, after October 1st. You need streets, huh? Nigga, I'm out here. <laughs> I'm out, I've been, I've, been, I've been sitting my black ass still for six months, bro. Sitting still. I, I, think, I think what people gotta remember too, if, if you are gonna make the decision to go out, there are a lot of preventative things you can do as far as, you know, boosting your immune system. Um, eating right, you know what I'm saying? Making sure you drink plenty of water. There are a lot of ways to still protect yourself aside from mm-hmm. the I don't think people talk about that enough. Mm-hmm. You know, black seed oil and, 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 and drinking tea. And 
Like it's a lot of ways you can, you know, boost your immune system. Yeah, and work out, you lazy motherfucker. And work like, out, yeah. Shit. Like just take care. Like honestly, if you just take care of your bodies, people like you lower your chances. You know what I'm saying? Of getting sick. Not saying that it's a cure. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, take care of your bodies. That's all. It's, it's, it's science. Like you, you have to abuse your immune system. Like if you're yeah. if you're a lazy piece of shit, your immune system ain't shit too. It is. Yeah. It's simple. It's simple math. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, man, Labor Day fucked me up, bro. I got on IG, man, and I mean every every chick I know was in Houston or Houston, Atlanta, and Vegas, bro. Nah, Shout nigga. out, to my timeline was my timeline was Mexico, Jamaica. Fuck all y'all. Y'all made me feel like shit that weekend. Y'all made me feel like shit. I can't. I can't. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> 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 What's up, man? I may, I may pull up for a second. Corn, what? Lock who? <laughs> Shit, Trey, out here. I'm out here. <laughs> what, what, where we at, bro? I'm out here. It don't matter, man. That, like I said, if if I go somewhere, bro, it has to be somewhere like I can be sectioned off. I can be all by my. I don't go anywhere where I got walk. Ain't no different than my life any other time. I, I don't fuck with people, so I'm out here. Yeah, no, no. I, I was, Katie, was, was one of my homies was in town. I don't, I don't do the club thing unless I'm like in like a enclosed section. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Be in the middle of the club, walk. I, them, them days over with. No. no. Oh yeah. Them days over with, bro. I, I can't, I can't, I can't rock like that, bro. I don't even fuck with Jim Pop like that no more. Not even on some bougie shit, like nigga. Oh, no, not even that. It's, just, it's a lot. I'm small. Like I, 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 I can't. <laughs> I, I like that, I'm not I waiting at the fucking bar. On fucking forty people, people trying to push past you and hit I you and bump like you to get in bro. front of them you. Days over with, bro. No, them days over with. If I can't yeah. elbow room, if I can't sit down in that month, I'm not going. Simple as That's that. That's a fact. Plus, niggas be on dumb shit and like, mm-hmm. I don't fight no more. I'm retired. I'm retired. I ain't scared, bro. No, I ain't. I ain't like scared to fight. Like, if I had to defend myself. I'm gonna do. But I'm like, damn, dog. I'm gonna pay for it in the morning because I'm gonna hurt. <laughs> no, I'm not. Stop, I'm not doing. It. I'm gonna shoot you. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot your fucking face off. Don't try to fight me, bro. I'm, bro, I'm not fighting. I'm not fighting. Like Tony said, my fucking bones hurt, nigga. I'm shooting. Bro, my shit, well, shit will hurt, bro. It's like, yeah, like, oh, no, this shit was a mistake. Halfway through the fight, I know that's what I'll think. This is what I think I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got nah, time for that, man. I'm too, I'm too time, old, I'm too grown. I'm Look, I'm not saying I'm a punk. I'm just, I, I don't want to do that, you know? I, I just, I don't want to do that right now. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm gonna switch gears a little bit, man. So, uh, so the way I have it written on my topic list, bro, is so much sports, and that's the only way I can describe. There's so much sports right now. A lot, I saw, a lot is a lot is gonna happen. I uh, saw a post that this is the first time that ever, ever in history that all of the major leagues are literally going on at the same time. NHL, NBA, MLB, NFL, was that, MLS. Last, last Friday, it was the first time in history that every yeah. sport. On that day. Every major score score happened in the same day, first time in history. That's crazy. <laughs> but that has happened. There is so much sports, man. And I know it's like for the people that's close to me, it's kind of like culture shock because like I'm normally like always available because I pick and choose when I watch sports just because I, I try not to be as connected to that world anymore. Mm-hmm. But like this last week, maybe two weeks, like man, yeah. all that, nigga? I'm watching sports. Like I, even when I'm on the on the game, fam. You see, I have the double monitor set up in the back, fam. One <laughs> of them be on sports, the other one be on the game. Like I'm tuned in. I've been Lakers like- are playing, my Falcons are playing. I'm I'm watching all this shit. The, my Braves are playing. I'm watching all this shit. 
no, nah, it's been some, it's been some good games going on too. But I, I was, you know, quote me, I was, I was a little against the bubble, you know. I, I still am for certain reasons, but it has been exciting basketball. I'm no, not, expound on that. Why, why was you, why, why was you, are you against the bubble? I, so you, you know, remember, you know, with all the things that were going on in the climate, I just felt like, I don't know, I just felt like it was the right time. You it was know? distracting them to the movement. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I still, I, I still kind of think like that. But as far as like the performance, like from the the play, like the play has been amazing. Um, oh. I, I think they should do this shit more often. You know, it gives you that that Just tournament feel. I feel like. Um, I feel like the, the, the playing field is leveled a bit. Like I, I just I don't know. I just I just like the vibe of the bubble. Um, I thought it was dope. This is this is in and this is my opinion. As far as the NBA is concerned, this is some of the best basketball I've seen on a professional level in a long time. I don't remember games like this since like the old school days of Kobe, Shaq, and the Lakers going against fucking the Kings. I like that's the last time I remember like this type of intensity, this type of hooping, man. Like even the earlier rounds, man, what Luca was doing against the Clippers, what the fucking Magic were doing at first, like like motherfuckers came to play, and I think it. I, I blame the, the atmosphere. It's, it's, yeah. Bro, come on. How many times we have pulled up to LA Fitness and we just got it in, you know? Man. Who, you know? I mean, I love it. even the pro-ams, when you go to the pro-ams, when it ain't crap, like when it's not about who watching, it's just the pride of it. Like, you're not finna, you're not finna do that in front of me, bro. You're not finna embarrass me. Okay, you got a bucket, I'm finna come get one right back on your ass. Like, that shit, bro, I love it. I love it. The way LeBron played the other night, LeBron. Le, I've been anti-LeBron until he came to LA, and I haven't even. Are you serious? So you just hopped on LeBron? But I'm so you know I'm. The, and I see you in the group chat, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, this great one of these Bron fanatics, man. Strike on him. I don't know about this nigga. I'm no a Laker more. fanatic. I'm a Laker. When he put on that purple and gold, you on my squad now, G. You, 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 gang, gang. Now, you know what I'm saying? I gotta go for you. But, you're a super, super Laker fan. Yes, I've, I've been a Laker fan since I was a kid, bro. Like, like my family used to watch Magic. Like yeah. when I was a, when I was a kid, kid. Like when I first started watching basketball, and I didn't know what the fuck basketball was. Like I watched Magic, bro. So wow. like, I, that's the first the first jersey I saw was a purple and gold. My whole my, my life. My grandmother was the biggest Laker fan in the world. Yeah. My grandma used to watch every game. She used to have all the jerseys. Like, that's, it's funny you say that, because like I said, I, the only bigger Laker fan I do was my grandma. Like, she loved the Lakers, bro. Like, So I'll take it a step further. I, I spent a lot of time in L.A. in my childhood. A lot of my family's in L.A. Right. Um, my uncle's church hosted church at the Forum, the old Lakers stadium. Really? So, yeah, I have a lot of time. Like, everything everything just feels right about the purple right. and gold to me. Everything. I've, I've, I'll, even the down years, bro. I was cheering for niggas when we had Smush Parker and Kwame Brown, my nigga. Like, I, I'm a Laker fan. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, when LeBron put it on, you initiated. Yeah. Oh, you in. You in, bro. You in. You gang now. I felt like LeBron truly became a Laker this last game. Yeah, I, didn't, I I haven't really. Um, I think I, I I lost a lot. I just I didn't like the Lakers because they beat Iverson. <laughs> like I'm still, <laughs> yeah. I remember I was, those years. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. My grandma used to give me shit about it too. So I, I you know, I, I I hate that for that. But um, I will say this: I I do I do like the way they're playing now. When they first started in the bubble, I didn't think they looked great. Mm-hmm. 
look that great to me, but I, I think they're, they're putting Arbery. together. But I, I, I think the, the supporting cast is starting to play a lot better because before it was just AD and Bron. I'm like, they're not going to sustain like this. They're well, not going to. You got to think too, bro. They were missing Rondo. They're missing Avery. Like, I still hate Avery Bradley's not there. Avery Bradley is so key in these playoffs, and we don't have him. Yeah, I know. But I understand he he he's he cares for the protection of his family as far as the 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 the, the virus is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, God, we need him, especially if we come run into the Clippers. But um, it took I some mean, time, man. You gonna get out of fucking Denver, shit. I don't know, G. I, I don't understand that for the lot. But you know what though? What I've noticed with them when Montrez Harold doesn't score at least twelve to fifteen points, they lose. Hmm. That's, that's a, an interesting take. That's a junkyard dog, bro. I, I, I watch Harold play a lot. When he doesn't play well, they do not win. Yeah, so and here's here's the controversial take as me as a Lakers fan. I feel like the Clippers are a better team. They are. I hate Why the Clippers. They? I hate them. But I, they're I, the better I, team. They're, they're, you know what? They're they're the better team, but I, I feel like they don't play like it all the time. I think they play down to the competition. They were yeah. the, last, the last, what, two to three games? They were up by double digits going into the third. And lost it. And lost it. So what did that tell you? Played down in my competition. As an experienced Laker fan, I will tell you not to sleep on Doc Rivers because he has given us fits in the past when he was with the Celtics. He that man can coach coach against the Lakers for whatever reason. He pulls all the tricks out the hat. I I think against the Lakers, yeah. I I don't think he's doing a great job in this. Um. I don't like when when the team goes on a run. I'm one of them guys. All right, the team finna go on a run. Let me hit a timeout. Let me stop this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He allows the team to play a little bit. Play through it. Yeah. He's that feel shit. Gets out of hand. Mm-hmm. I, I watched him do that a couple times. I watched him do it last series too. He'll allow yeah. them to play and it'll just get out of hand. I'm like, bro, you should call a timeout. You should regroup. Maybe get some substitutions, something. So I, I don't know. Um, yeah. But a three-one lead is. I, I just. I. There's no reason you shouldn't close the series. Out. Nah, no. ne- never. But I, I do feel, All right. I do feel that the Clippers and and the Lakers. I feel that the matchup favors us. I feel like our squad isn't a good match for them. Yeah, could be biased, but my my opinion. I watch so. Yes and no. Yes and no. I I say I say yes. It's a it's a it's a good matchup. Um. Because I, I, I just – I don't know. Their second unit just hasn't really done it for me, the Clippers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I expected a lot more from Shamit. Shamit played a lot better last year in the playoffs than he's playing this year. Um, he's scary, though. He's scary. He's my X Factor for the Clippers. And, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm waiting on him to wake up, and I haven't seen him do it yet. Cause like he I did it. I, Who did they play? Not this round. That was the last round. Yeah, a couple of times he he came through with some some crazy but he offensive has plays. The potential to really step up, but yeah. I just, him and Luce should be a one-two punch on that second unit. Yeah, I'm not buying into Pat Bev. I know Pat Bev is a Chicago guy. Y'all love him, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm, not, I'm not buying it. Pat Bev is not gonna get you nothing right now. <laughs> I'm gonna be in 100. There was a I saw something on Facebook. They were saying you want a Marcus Smart or Pat Bev. I'm taking Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. Smart. I ain't gotta think about that. The fuck. Yeah, I'm taking Marcus. Marcus Smart can give you 30 on the right night. Pat Bev's never giving you that. I mean, even still, Marcus Smart's going to give you 12 to 15, just period. Off, just being For sure. Out. For sure. And, and he'll give you assists. He'll facilitate. I don't, yeah. 
other than Pat Beverly being a pest, I don't see him really being a point guard in my opinion. He's not. He doesn't facilitate. No. Um, he's just out there, you know, and I just, I don't like that. He's, just, he, he's a spot on the court on offense for sure. That's it. That's it. I don't like that. Honestly, I said this when I saw um the Lakers and the Clippers play earlier in the year. I think Montrez Harrell is going to be the biggest X factor. Well, Lowe had uh, our guy Lowe. He had the best take on Pat Bev. Pat Bev and Lou Will are the offense and defense counterpart. What Pat Bev can't do on offense, Lou Will does, and what Lou Will can't do on defense, Pat Bev does. I thought that was, I, I thought that was pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, and you know, Lou Will, Atlanta guy, so I'm a, <laughs> I'm a cheer for him. No, I, I man, I, I mess with Lou Will. I, I like his game a lot. Actually, so you got to you got a little under six footers, man. Oh, man. You got a little under six footers. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, I think Montrez is gonna gonna be a big guy. I what I noticed though, um. Montrez was giving AD a hard time on defense. Like, Montrez was really playing aggressively, and, and I think AD wasn't really feeling it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can, I'm not saying he's going he's gonna to wear AD out, but if he can get him tired on the defensive end. I don't think that's sustainable for a seven-game series. I think AD's going to fuck Montrez Harrell up. I don't think that. Don't think <laughs> he's going to fuck him up. Um, Harold has done a pretty decent job with him. I ain't saying he held him down, but, like, just make him work. That's all you got to do. Make him work. Yeah, for sure. I feel that. I feel that. LeBron is going to be LeBron regardless. Um, I think what's going to get LeBron is I, I think you do have to be a little conservative with his minutes. He is yeah, yeah. Good. Well, he's had a break. Yeah. Which I, I feel I, is scary. Yeah. If anyone facing him. It's really up It's really up to that supporting cast, though, bro, at the end of the day. Okay. Um, like I said, okay. we got Rondo back. Uh, I don't think we're going to get a 21-point performance out of Rondo again. I don't think he was hitting threes. That's never happened. He can though. That's that's the thing he about Rondo. No, he's never been. A, I mean, Bruh. he has improved his outside jump shot though a lot. I will give. Like I got a feeling before the playoffs are over, Rondo is gonna remind niggas of why the fuck he's such a big deal. Rondo's think, a problem. I think he's he's an X factor. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I, Caruso let me down a little bit. Um, I I wouldn't sleep on him too much either. But like you know, Laker bias. <laughs> Laker bias. It is what it is. Man, I, I I like Caruso a lot though. I think I think he's a baller, bro. Like I, I just sometimes he just don't do it. Caruso is he he he's a G, bro. He's a G. Nah, no, I, I I mess with Caruso, bro. I just I want him to be more consistent. I know he has to step up and do it. He has for to. sure. For sure. Um, I don't know. I waiters i don't know has waiters even been playing like i, I don't other than that who, yeah I, i've been i've been frustrated with waiters minutes well, I, I, feel I, like, that I, I don't think waiters is built for this type of no i disagree i i like waiters you know? is waiters is a living bucket bro i'm i'm listen and i i don't i'm not a fan of him outside of a basketball player but as a basketball player, I have the utmost respect for that guy. Like, that guy is a walking bucket. And I feel I like agree. we don't utilize him in times we need to utilize him. Well, and that's that's my point. I just don't know where he fits anymore. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. Weird. It's weird. Like, I, I remember when they picked him, I'm like, okay, they got some scoring off the bench. I don't think they've implemented him the right – I don't think they know how to implement him the right way. Because if you think about it, again, he's an ISO player. You know, Rondo comes in with that second unit, so you know. Yeah, well, hopefully, um, if it does end up being Lakers Clippers, you know, we don't have a Clippers player messing with COVID nineteen uh, workers. 
Bro, what's wrong with I gotta see, I, bro? Like we, what was the, the last girl with the Seahawks? Where I gotta see the girl, bro. Like, bro, at the end of the day, bro, I gotta see what you was willing to risk, bro. I gotta see what she looked like, bro. Oh man, Yo, for those of you, if, for, if that's the case, what kind of COVID workers y'all getting? Well, they, those like, of you who don't like know that. what we're talking about, man, is it Daniel House? Is that his name, Daniel House? Yeah, yeah, Daniel House, yeah. Daniel House of the Houston Rockets, man. He was sent home, you know, a day early. You know, it didn't matter too much in the long run. The Rockets got put out anyway. But if had it went further, it would have mattered. Uh, he got sent home early because he snuck a young lady up to his room. I know a lot of people think it was some rando. It wasn't a rando. Uh, it was actually one of the COVID-19 staff He's at the bubble. He was an essential worker. She was <laughs> very essential. Really? <laughs> <laughs> she, she they, he got caught bringing her up to his room for uh you know extra safety precautions for COVID-19 That's all <laughs> <laughs> so uh and Daniel House who's a married gentleman uh his wife took down is he married all, his wife took down all of the pictures of them and him on her social media oh bro so hold on time out time out yeah, time man. out I didn't know he was married, bro. He's a married man. Imagine, imagine, wow. <laughs> that is the deal of always possible to get caught cheating, bro. Oh, it's got to be the worst. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Married, dog. Baby, I just missed you so much and it's a bubble and you couldn't come down. <laughs> what the fuck? What are you saying? Oh, wait, wait, weren't they letting the wives come in at one point? They was. His didn't for whatever reason. He probably told her not to because he, you know, he, he was probably did extra tell COVID help. COVID worker, she's doing that ass back. <laughs> bro, that's why. Oh, man, that just blew my mind. I did not know he was married, bro. Yeah, I got so, like, oh. so a lot of people have been asking me like, yo, why, why, why they send, why they send him home if it was someone that was already in the bubble? So she couldn't have been a risk, you know? Isn't that like, you know? I, and for those of you who don't know, the NBA has a, a very strict uh, no fraternization policy. And I don't know for sure that that applies to the COVID stuff, but I know for instance, like cheerleaders can't mess with basketball players. It's one of the right. reasons that Dwight Howard's ex girlfriend quit her job as a cheerleader to, you know, be in a relationship with Dwight. But um, oh, not to cut you off, he got a whole family. Yeah. He's decent too, bro. Like <laughs> you know, he, he, he risked family. it all like she was Rihanna. Bro, he has a whole family, bro. She's gorgeous, bro. He had a whole family? Uh, no, let me stop. That's not bro. 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 Family. <laughs> Three kids. Wow. Poor bro. guy, man. Come on, Poor dog. guy, man. Hey, bro. Hey, what what hundred thousand say the love below star talking to you? Hey, you gotta you gotta say nah sometimes, oh, man. Jesus. That he is... fucked up a check. He oh. fucked up a check and a and a family. Oh, he going on child support this week. It's a rap, bro. <laughs> man, that's my thing though, bro. Like I didn't grow to be six five and make it to the league for a reason, bro. God knew that Trey can only handle certain shit in life. <laughs> <laughs> I could not be a millionaire basketball player bro, and have my pick of the litter. I couldn't. I couldn't. No. Back then, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, no. no. It's, it's, it's a reason I think God didn't allow certain things take off, to take off of me. Bro, I would sure. fucked it up, bro. Like, <laughs> hands down, bro. Like, it's, oh my God. I, I man, cause I did, I did stupid shit, bro. Oh, nigga, in college I was off the chain. I was I was, <laughs> I was, I was flying off. The, like it's 
it's a it's a blessing we're not put in certain situations, bro. Because like I would have I would have been that nigga. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's that. And and honestly, that's why I empathize with Mr. Yeah, House, I do. man. Like he he's he's a young guy. He's young, rich, successful. I'm pretty sure the ladies find him attractive. And yeah, man, it's it's also accessibility. She's there. I don't know what the I don't know what the young lady looks like. I'm gonna find out, bro. You know. <laughs> I don't know if, if she's what we used to call in the military a desert queen or what is a desert queen, bro? Oh man, for those of you who don't know, so when you're in the oh, military, God. when you're in the military and you get deployed to to you know in theater into a hostile environment. We call desert queens the, the 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 person of the opposite, and men can be desert queens too. Don't get it twisted. Okay. Desert queen is the person of the opposite sex that you, on an everyday basis, you wouldn't typically find attractive or be attracted to. But after okay. three or four months of only being around <laughs> sand and war, motherfucker start looking like Beyonce. What? Desert queen, and you start messing with them. I don't know if she was that or if if she liked that, like that, like that. I'm not I'm not objectifying, but see someone. It, it's gonna pop up on Shay. It's gonna come up somewhere, bro. I'm gonna find this girl. <laughs> hey, they they've hidden her ass. They <laughs> the NBA got in front of that train, bro. When you told me that, just blew my mind. This man is married with a whole family, bro. Like man, that puts a whole nother spin on it, bro. Like that's. It's nuts, bro. It's nuts. Look, man, we got a whole list of topics, man. We'll get to them next time. Uh, we're approaching the two-hour mark. Uh, I don't want to leave our listeners on too long, you know what I'm saying? Um, but we'll shelf some of the conversations for later. Uh, yeah, man, I think it's a good cutoff point. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just say full. Like, I don't understand. What? Uh, I, thought, I thought I lost connection. you on here still recording (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah but no bro i just man bro that's 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 tough (laughs) yeah man that's fucked up we in this on daniel house (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm so i did not know he was married that's just mind-blowing g like yo and all you niggas out there calling him stupid shut the fuck up nigga like you're not a millionaire you're not an nba player situation where y'all can literally Man, have any, like no nah, you up. can't again that back to that cancel like bro y'all ain't never been in that nigga situation bro. you don't like, know I, don't judge that nigga man like he, he did he make a mistake yes he made a mistake but don't say him call this nigga a dummy and say nigga, oh, stupid as hell he blew his bro, opportunity he know their wives right now bro sitting there talking for less like, come on for less for less or less, bro. Because a lot of you niggas cheating with that chick in a cubicle across from you, but we ain't gonna talk about it. No day. Uh, <laughs> okay. Or the student teacher. We ain't gonna talk yeah, about bro. it. Come on. <laughs> oh, see, again, like I say, everybody is perfect life. I different don't strokes for different folks, man. Hey, man, know yourself or owe yourself, man. Stop <laughs> judging motherfuckers. It is what it is. People make mistakes. Yeah, We're bro. all human, bro. We're human. Oh, fuck up, bro. We fuck up. Look, bro, Beyonce got cheated on, bro. Okay? Y'all Beyonce. Y'all don't y'all don't say shit about Jay though, bro. That, and Beyonce. Holly Berry. All of them, bro. Nigga, uh, what's what's my girl name? I love her so much. Summer Walker. 
Oh yeah, he be dog. <laughs> <laughs> so nigga, shut up. Y'all niggas cheat on everything. Yeah, bro. Like, come on, man. Stop doing that. Y'all, y'all, y'all really gotta stop doing that shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Cause I guarantee if you was in the in the position that some of these niggas in, bro, like y'all look, I done been to Miami, okay? Like, I, I, hey, look. It's different. It's, it's different, different, bro. It's man, different. No, I, it be, it, it, yeah, bro. It's different, bro. I'm telling you, it's different. It's, if anybody ever been to yeah. Brazil too, you know. I'm telling, bro. I'm telling you, the, the position they in, bro, like where it's just they they gravitate to, bro. You just don't know what that's like. Yeah, I don't know, man. Damn, bro. But all right, man. Let's go ahead and wrap this up, man. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, We'll be back soon, man. We'll try to make this thing more consistent, man. Fuck COVID. We'll we'll make it happen. Rest in peace to Chadwick, Kobe, Nipsey, Pop Smoke, um, John Thompson, everyone we've lost recently. If I've forgotten you, if you've lost a loved one or a family member to COVID-19 or other causes, everyone in Chicago that's lost their life to pointless gun violence and strays, uh, our hearts out to you, man. Rest in peace. And everybody, y'all take it easy. Absolutely. We out.